Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive help supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Hello again and welcome to Foreplay Radio Sex Therapy. I'm your host, certified sex therapist Lori Watson, author of Wanting Sex Again and blogger at Psychology Today and WebMD. And I have with me Dr. Adam Matthews, my co-host, who's a couples therapist, psychotherapist and president of NCAMFT. Foreplay is dedicated to helping couples keep it hot. Each episode, we cover an aspect of sex that impacts your sex life and something that you can relate to. So if you find our discussions helpful, please give us a review on iTunes or Stitcher. We would love it if you would tell a friend about us. You can find us also on the web at foreplayrst.com. And if you have a comment or a topic that you'd like us to talk about, we'd love to hear from you. Please send them to us at info at foreplayrst.com. Thanks for listening. Now on to today's topic. Hi, Lori. How are you? I'm good. Good. What's up in your world? I just got back from Nashville. I was in mm-hmm. Nashville all weekend. I had fun. a four-hour flight delay late Thursday <laughs> oh, night. Fun. I was supposed to leave at 7.30, left at 11.30, Nashville is one of the funnest towns I've ever been in. Really? Oh, yeah. I, I went one night with some friends that live in Nashville, and we went downtown. You know, like, just the, the people on the street could sing. Oh, yeah. I mean, the people with cups, you know, begging. I mean, they were amazing. Yeah. It was it was so much fun. Do you like good country music? Honky Tonk. I mean, you like Honky Tonk music, not just country I, music? Yeah, I love everything. But, I mean, I love live music and I love I love country music. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, it was like heaven. And, you know, people, the, the passion and the enthusiasm yeah. and just people having a great time. We went into this one bar and it was like sardines. I mean... You know, yeah. here I, I'm probably the oldest lady in the room, you know, and just packed in there with people. Wow. I mean, it was it was really fun do dancing you, and do stuff. You line, do you line dance? Do you do you? Yeah, get not very well. All, all that. Yeah, I, I would really like to learn more about that. Yeah. We two step and we shag. 
Um, but we... You what now? We... <laughs> <laughs> we shag. Oh, um, okay. <laughs> that's be, that's Carolina Beach music. But, that's Carolina um, <laughs> Beach music. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but but we yeah. I mean, I would okay. I love to dance and I love music and all that. So yeah. I think it's just one of the funnest places on earth. Nashville, yeah, we love you. We yeah, love you, Nashville. Nashville. If you're in Nashville, give us a shout, man. Yeah, it's a it's a good town. Well, but you're back. I'm back. I'm exhausted, but I'm Aww. here. You know, oh, so I'm flight sorry. got in late last night as well. So. Oof. Apparently that's the only time that um, Raleigh Airport flies to Nashville is late. That, that's so. right. That's right. <laughs> All okay. right. So what are we okay, talking so about we're today? We're going to talk about seven ways to increase her orgasmic power. So, so this is a problem. And what I what I want to say is, it's all of these techniques will work for a woman who has normal functioning. So if she's just a normal woman and you want to help her have a bigger pop, <laughs> this this might work. But the problem comes when a woman, for whatever reasons, loses her orgasm, like mm -hmm. loses the power of it. It's not that she can't have one anymore, but when she has one, basically the mountain becomes the molehill. Okay. Ah! That, that, I, it's a really hard problem. Right. Like when a woman comes in and tells me this problem, I'm like, okay. So you're talking about more the, the size of the orgasm. This is the, the subjective right. size of the orgasm is decreased. Right. And okay. I, I don't know if the, how it is for men exactly, but for women, I mean, you know, we, like, rank them. You, you, you know? rank them? Well. <laughs> <laughs> you, you keep in track. That, okay. one was a, that one was a nine. That was only a 6.5. <laughs> you just freaked out every single man out there. I just oh, want no. you to know that. You oh, just no. freaked them out. It's not dependent They're on keeping no. the, you, you, you have preached forever <laughs> that men should not care about performance, Lori. And now you tell us it's, that women are ranking their <laughs> orgasms? What? Are they keeping a ledger, too? Do they have no, a little no, ledger no, in their no, nightstand? Really. Like the date and the number, the or, orgasm bar? I oh, like, yeah, by the way, too, I'm that we're calling it. <laughs> I like too that we're calling it orgasm or the orgasm power. The orgasm power. power. It's not yeah. his power to give yeah. you an orgasm. It's okay. subjective. It's subjective. Okay. And and it's not, you know, the the crazy thing as as a female is, it's not always dependent on these things that I'm going to talk about. Sometimes it just happens. You know, you mm -hmm. hit you hit the bell. You know, and so other times it doesn't. But yeah. when women consistently tell me, okay, you know, I used to have great orgasms, big ones, and now I don't. Okay, we we have a problem and we got to fix it. And I will say that in my experience, overall I've been able to fix this. Okay. Most of it's the fixable. time, yeah, most of the time it's fixable. Sometimes it requires intervention uh, with medical professionals, not me, but doctors and things. And so I'll talk about that too. But the first thing, and you know, this is tried and true. For a bigger orgasm for most women, it depends on what is considered like the uh, vasocongestion platform. So, so if she has a long arousal, you know, a really slow, teasing, long arousal, she's going to have probably a better orgasm. So we call it edging, which is basically coming close to orgasm without going over the cliff. Okay. You know, but keeping her kind of Right on the edge. Right on the edge. So and and okay. to get her there, you know, it's going to take quite a bit of time. So, I mean, this is the problem with, you know, our busy culture. This is the problem with all kinds of things. Vibrators are great. I love vibrators. 
I think that, you know, they're a great tool for, for these women particularly. But sometimes just the old-fashioned way, you know, lots of kissing, touching, holding, a long time, like I'm talking 45 minutes, gentlemen, you know, of touching her and, and holding her on the edge builds basically all the blood. So a man gets erect, right? A woman gets erect too. Her tissue gets erect. It fills with blood. And that sort of long sense, so when she's swollen, puffy, you know, you can feel that lubrication is, again, erratic in terms of a sign. But edging close to orgasm and holding there is one technique to see. And this is what I ask the women. It's like, okay, if you do this, this is their first exercise. They can do it by themselves. They can do it with a partner. But when they're held on the edge of orgasm, do they have a bigger pop? Hmm. You know, most and women seeing, do. Seeing if the power and the rating goes up. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. That's right. Okay. I think the biggest the biggest challenge with that one is going to be the, the length of time that you're recommending there. I can see couples being up for trying that, but the 45 minutes does seem a bit daunting, I think, for, uh, for a lot of couples. Sure. Um, but it takes most women, like, 45 minutes to get yeah. to orgasm. I mean, it takes them 20 minutes just to let go of their list. Yeah. of the things to do and to refocus and then 20 minutes of touching. I mean, that's kind of normal for a female. Sure. But I'm talking about a lot of focused touching. I mean, if you have a partner who's not having orgasms, you know, or a partner who's not having big orgasms anymore, what do you get? Uh, dissatisfactory sex life. Right. You, you get a woman who doesn't want to do it. Yeah. Right? I mean, if there's no big bang, there's no big deal. Right. So she, she's got to have well, a big bang. I think what I would, the thing no, that I would not say. Not all the time. That, that doesn't necessarily translate to what she says is marital sexual satisfaction, right? Right. We're, we're, but we are talking today about technique. Right. And I think that 45 minutes, though, seems to me it's not just spur of the moment necessarily sex. It can be, I guess, but it seems like that's going to have to be a planned activity. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. What's your next one? Okay. So a vibrator. Just for the record, it's a clitoral vibrator. I mean, most vibrators, most women don't experience uh, vaginal orgasms. Only 15% of them really do. So, you know, when you're thinking about a toy, you know, or a vibrator, think about a powerful one, one that plugs into the wall, and that's going to take time. So the clitoris is really the center, as we've talked about, about her sexual pleasure. So it's also like this wishbone kind of structure so there's the tip that you see on top of the body, but there's a wishbone structure that lays in the pelvis, in the vulva, below. And that's like nerve endings, and part of those nerves form like an area in the vagina that is more sensitive, the G-spot, you know, partly sort of because of these legs of the clitoris. And vibrators that, that have like a deeper frequency stimulate those as well, as well as pressure. So. You know, they really have to be, you want to maximize every part of the clitoral structure that you can to hopefully get to more arousal. So is it utilizing the vibrator partnered, solo? Uh, I mean, either one. And it's just using it to to learn. I I say women have to drive. You know, overall, when when you use vibrator, she's usually the one who kind of knows where it ought to be. I mean, it could be fun the other way, too, but we're talking about healing something or fixing a problem so you know so basically it's it's when it's not easy for her 
she needs a vibrator with kind of those more powerful plug-in ones, and it has to go deep. Does that make sense? I think so. Okay. And the goal being there is to just learn, just to learn where pressure's needed, right? That's right. And okay. again, this is going to take some time. I mean, women tell me all the time who are anorgasmic that have never had an orgasm. I, I'll say, well, how long did you use the vibrator? They're like, oh, five minutes. I'm like, oh, okay, not enough. Not, not even close to enough. But, but for a woman who's lost her orgasm, again, this is probably another 45-minute to an hour venture, not necessarily using the vibrator the whole time, but using it to forward arousal. Mm, that makes sense. Yeah. To get her up the mountain if you can, and then alternating with touch. What's your next next suggestion? Okay, next tip. Multiple stimuli. So, like I had this one patient, and she was menopausal, and this is a big problem. Sometimes, not all the time, sometimes women in menopause go crazy. You know, they, they have, like, the best sex of their life, thank God. But other women, it, it reduces, and she was one of those. And she had a loving husband. They had had great sex before. You know, nothing had particularly changed. And so I knew absolutely this was not a relational problem. This was not a sexual problem between the two of them. She was really a, a test case problem that it was hormonal. However, there were reasons that she could not take hormones. So in this case, you know, we had to like manage all kinds of things. The, the thing that worked for her, and I'm, I'm gonna be a little graphic here, but she liked anal stimulation with a toy and clitoral stimulation at the same time. And partly, you know, it was the taboo of that, the risk factor of that, that she liked, that kind of produced that sense of, okay, this is more exciting. I mean, the good news to me was that we got her there. You know, she got to a good orgasm again, but she felt somewhat, she felt some shame. Oh, this, you know, it shouldn't be this way. I shouldn't need all of this. And I'm like, girl, you're, you're getting there. I mean, this is good news. If you have one way that works, that's great. But, you know, a lot of women, maybe it's actually oral sex or, you know, they, they want them to talk dirty to her and mm. as well as touching her or oral sex and G-spot stimulation. In some ways, you know, multiple stimulation, multiple ways kind of is confusing. Mm. It's really hard to focus. So for, for women that are normally functioning, it reduces anxiety because they can't, they can't figure out what to focus on and they can't figure out what's not working. Mm. You know, so it's all of those things are, are confusing in a good sort of way. It reduces mm. her anxiety because she's... She's not saying, well, that doesn't feel good. She's like, oh, I'm feeling this, and I'm feeling this, and I'm feeling that, and, and it's overwhelming. Yeah, so it's, it also seems like that would help get her out of her head as well. It gets her out of because her head. Because there's, yeah. there's multiple things happening all yeah. at the same time. It would be hard to focus on something else exactly. when, you have, when you have multiple things yeah. that are It's kind of like that hot well. sex experience early in life when, when their hands are all over your body. And you're like, whoa, I didn't know you had so many hands. Yeah. You know? <laughs> okay, okay. We'll be right back. Lori Watson, sex therapist, and Dr. Adam Matthews, couples therapy, foreplay radio sex therapy. Wanting sex again. How to rediscover desire and heal a sexless marriage by certified sex therapist Lori Watson. Each chapter is designed to fix one of the problems that cause low libido, from early marriage through the childbearing years, even all the way through menopause. 
months. I've also had men read it and tell me that for them it was the most hopeful thing they read about resolving sexual problems. Look for Wanting Sex Again on Amazon.com. You can also talk to Lori Watson for therapy in person or via Skype. I offer couples counseling and sex therapy and I think about both aspects of the relationship, emotional intimacy and sexual technique and that combination together helps marriages be happy. Improve your sex and improve your relationship with Awakening Center for Couples and Intimacy. Find out more at awakenloveandsex.com. Awaken what's possible. It is one of my great joys in life to be able to really help individuals and couples find strength in their relationships and really find hope again. Licensed marriage and family therapist, Dr. Adam Matthews from Matthews Counseling. I work with a wide variety of issues, including depression and anxiety, marital issues, issues with adolescence. I believe that therapy should be designed around you, that it should be personalized to who you are and to your unique situation. Therapy is available in office, online, and by phone. I want therapy to be comfortable for everyone. At our office, you'll find that we sit around a fireplace in deep, comfortable chairs, look at the problem differently, and offer practical solutions for you to take home and utilize outside of the therapy room. Schedule today and rediscover hope. You can find me on the web at matthewscounseling.net. Matthews with one T. You can contact us through email or phone and find a lot of resources on our website, matthewscounseling.net. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Window. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot... Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Radio Sex Therapy with sex therapist Lori Watson and couples therapist Dr. Adam Matthews. We're talking about seven ways to increase her orgasmic power, and this is for the woman. And I'm just interpreting that as seven ways to increase her rating uh, (laughs) (laughs) or orgasm. Yeah, uh, yeah, for (laughs) moving it up from a a five to a ten. Moving it. Okay, but we're talking really about women, maybe in menopause a disease state, or maybe they're using like an antidepressant or a medication or something that is complex in nature that has reduced her orgasmic power. That's what I'm talking about, but Adam's listening, you know, in the way Adam is listening. I just, I'm going to go home and ask my wife for her ledger (laughs) where she's keeping track. I want to see it. I'm going to chart it. I'm going to have a chart. Uh, Let's (laughs) not put any pressure on anybody. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) Okay, so I think that, you know, the mind uh-huh. is the most powerful way to stimulate yourself and your partner. So using erotica and fantasy are two really good ways to do this. And, you know, we talk a lot about some of the problems with pornography and erotica and, and the ways that it 
make sex not look real. But the other thing is, is for people who are having trouble focusing or having trouble turning their mind on, borrowing a fantasy visually in a romantic book, a sexual book, or creating their own fantasy, I mean, they have to have something going on in their brain. I mean, using a vibrator for a woman cold without a sexual fantasy, forget about it. She's never going to have an orgasm. Yeah. She has to have something going on in her head that is really sexual. And so sometimes this is very challenging, right? Because I, I talk with my patients about what turns them on. Hmm. And this is so difficult in partnership that, you know, we often never tell. And it's, yeah, it's so, there's things. like this world of power in terms of what we really think about, what we really fantasize about, what we really want. There's a huge world, and so, you know, sometimes I'll talk to a woman, and I'm sure there's people out there that will resonate with this, and she'll say, I, I never think about sex, and I think, mm, um, no. I think all those bad words, I think that's, that's not true. You know, she's not, she's not saying it. Mm. Um, she's not, she's not, she's not exploring it. She hasn't no. gone inside. You know, because all of us actually have an erotic sexual life on the inside. She hasn't released that, you know, hasn't gone for that. But mostly, I think it's difficult to tell our partner it. Yeah. I mean, if we told our partner how crazy it is on the inside, right, they'd think we were a slut or they'd think we were, we'd withheld from them. You know, like, mm -hmm. you think all that? You think all that? And you haven't told me? Oh, my God. Yeah. You know, well, we're, we're just in a bind. Well, and that, I mean, we've talked about that before, about creating safe spaces for, to be mm -hmm. able to share, share that information, right? Yeah. I mean, that's, that, and that's about the, the couplehood and how they are able to be emotionally intimate with each other. Um, mm -hmm. But when they share those, when they share that, those fantasies and are able to kind of carry them out, like uh, what I've heard you say before, and make sure I'm right on this, is that women often need a story that they're telling themselves about the relationship right. and when they move into the it's sexual, often a narrative. sexual part. I, yeah, and that, a narrative. that's why, I mean, for women, some women really do like visual stimulation, but oftentimes it has to be accompanied by a good, you know, it's like, for a lot of women, maybe an R movie is better than porn because it has a narrative. Mm -hmm. You know, she can put herself in emotional connectivity in that and feel kind of the slow arousal of being desired, of mm -hmm. the romance, of something that makes it personal. Mm. Um, I, I think flesh slapping flesh, I, I get it. I'm not knocking it, but I think that overall for a lot of women, that's not stimulating. So yeah. I... You know, we have to get her to see something that she really is turned on by or to read something that she's turned on by or to make it up in her own head, which is always the best, most tailored source of fantasy, right? Yeah, and, and then sharing that and then being able to carry that out. Exactly. Yeah. You have mindfulness on here as a way to increase yeah. orgasmic power as well. Yeah. So tell me about that. What do you... How are you thinking about utilizing mindfulness here? So mindfulness is about being present in the moment, being aware of your senses, being tuned into your sensuality and touch. It's it's being there, you know. And I think for so, if you're worried that your orgasm isn't going to happen, if you're distracted in your relationship or, or the relationship isn't good, it's so hard to be present to to the touch. I was reading another thing about optimal sexuality, mm -hmm. and they said a lover who is optimal is somebody who touches in a way that's attuned. It's like they're not 
touching, hoping for a response. They're just touching and feeling what the response is. And it's mm -hmm. the same sort of thing when you're present in your own body. Yeah. Being touched. Like, what does that feel like? How can you tune into that? Is it pleasurable? How might it be more pleasurable? How, you know, like that, that sense of really being acutely aware of the very moment is being mindful, and that increases our arousal, yeah. increases our desire, it cr increases the potential of the experience. Yeah, and do you, do you think that that can be practiced too in non-sexual ways to enhance the sexual? Sure, right? I, I mean, like meditation and, my, and practicing mindfulness and, and in any space makes life richer and better. Yeah, you know, because we are we come into the moment. We learn to clear away distractions. Yeah, and that's um, learning how to be how to be present in the moment as well. So you can translate that into the bedroom. I was thinking about yoga as another yeah. means to enhance the ability to be present as well and to and be mindful. Many men are, are thinking about yoga pants, actually. Yes, <laughs> they are. Yoga pants are not not a bad thing. That can help when you keep wearing the yoga pants on right. into, into the, the house, day. into exactly. the day. Yeah, exactly. Um, there's ways that you can really learn how to be present in your body, connect um, in, right. in different ways. Right. And, I mean, that's all what yoga is all about. Is right. Is yeah stretching flexibility but also being pre very present in the body mm -hmm. in the moment so yeah it's it's being embodied yeah uh, i mean being embodied in sex instead of hovering over the bed yeah. judging yourself evaluating yeah. you know or anything like that it's it's dissociating being, yeah, yeah dissociating right yeah. okay you have on here and the next one you have here is it Kegel or Kegel? I always it get I always get confused. Kegel. It's Kegel. Kegel. Uh, the, the secret third option. <laughs> <laughs> right. The Kegel. Right. Yeah, and so there's a lot of junk out there that says that stronger Kegel muscles give you a better orgasm, mm -hmm. which is not really true. So in a functional woman, and you know, doing practicing Kegel squeezes does not increase orgasmic power. So. Now I'm going to say something crazy, but dysfunctional pelvic floor, like maybe after childbirth, you have laxities. So making sure that that is repaired with proper exercise, which is which is Kegel squeezes and things like that, is important to maintain orgasms. But you you really can't like do a hundred Kegels, you know, sitting at the stop sign or whatever, and expect to have a better orgasm. That's not the way it works. In fact, you can have too tight a muscular uh, vaginal muscles that reduce the power of orgasm. Sometimes it's actually learning to relax that is important. But overall, when you're actually having sex, squeezing your Kegel muscles is a way to draw your mind to the pelvis. Mm. It's a way to draw your attention to the pelvis. So, you know, if you are, I, I'm not feeling anything, tension sometimes is, intentional tension is a way to re-experience touch. So maybe your partner's touching you or inside you or whatever, and squeezing your own muscles brings a variation on touch. And mm -hmm. so it, it can that can be a good thing. So you're encouraging those exercises then, just not No, much. what I'm saying is just in the moment of sex, pull I a kegel squeeze. I see. Pull your okay. attention there. I, I'm not saying this, not necessarily the episode about kegel squeezes, I mean... 
they help with lots of different things, but they can, some people, you know, carry pe tension and it hurts. So yeah. we're it's talking gonna, about how to get a better, better orgasm, orgasm. Right. how to get a better orgasm. And this is just about attention to your vulva. Gotcha. Okay. So the last thing is, you know, when we need to make a referral. So I work with teams of doctors and physical therapists. You know, obviously most of these women, I'm going to send straight back to their gynecologist because I want to know blood work and I want to know testing. Where are their hormones? What level are they at? What, what's going on? You know, if they're menopausal or if they're young and they're, you know, shouldn't be menopausal, like what, what the heck is this all about? So they need blood work and they need a doctor to look at that and to figure that out. Um, sometimes, you know, certainly with menopausal women, hormone therapy is important and a lot of women got scared of that. They need proper information about that, whether they're a good candidate for it. There was a study done, the Women's Health Initiative, which came out and scared everybody off hormones, but it's been reinterpreted. So go back to your gynecologist, get the reinterpretation, make sure if you're a candidate for hormone replacement therapy that you get it. Also, Viagra-type meds, Viagra is not a male drug. It's a drug that, that dilates the blood vessels in the vulva or in the, in the penis. So in both, you know, basically genital areas for men and women, it dilates the vessels, producing essentially more vasocongestion. And as we've talked about, better vasocongestion often creates a better orgasm. Again, having a mechanical thing happen to you doesn't necessarily feel subjectively like arousal. Mm. So for a woman, she has to be involved in sex. For a man, too. You know, just taking Viagra without stimulation, without being touched, without sexual stimulation, you know, nothing's going to happen. Right. And he's not going to feel sexual, although men tend to feel more sexual with erections than women do with erect tissue unless her mind's turned on. So, but still, it's an can important, be it, it can be really helpful, especially with SSRIs. Um, this is being used by doctors to help them especially have, you know, an orgasm again because an SSRI can shut down orgasms. And lastly, I just want to say that there are new treatments, laser treatments, that increase tissue like hardiness in the vagina and in the vulva. And postmenopausal, perimenopausal, this can be really effective. It basically makes you plump and juicy again and more responsive. So it can make you more responsive. So that's something to try. Talk to your doc about it. You're listening to Foreplay Radio Sex Therapy with your sex therapist, Lori Watson, and your couples therapist, Dr. Adam Matthews. Thanks for listening. Hey, help us stay on top here at Foreplay. We'd love it if you would subscribe and share it with your friends. And please take one sec and rate and review us. Thanks so much.